0: Welcome to Pod on the Dog, episode 20. A big thank you to Natural Instinct for sponsoring this podcast. Now, Natural Instinct not only offer a complete raw food diet for your dog, but they also have delicious raw treats for your hounds too, from white whitebait, bones, liver, turkey necks, mm, and my poodle's favorite, chicken hearts, delicious all frozen for freshness. Now check out their website for full range. It's bound to get those tails wagging and enter the discount code VOTY15 at the checkout to receive 15% off. Now I'm your host, VOTY Hardcastle. You can find me at VOTY Hardcastle on Instagram to follow all the latest shenanigans in dogdom. Now, on to my guest. Joining me this week is an author, trainer, behaviourist, fellow podcaster and star of Channel 5's Dogs Behaving Very Badly. Having successfully worked with thousands of the nation's unruly pets from the Highlands to the South Coast and much of the areas in between, this man has a huge following. I'm so eager to find out more about the man at the end of the lead. It's the dog father himself, Mr. Graham Hall. Thanks so much for joining me, Graham.
1: (laughs) Hello, Verity. You all right?
0: Yeah, good, good, good. Now, can we start at the beginning? Why dog training and what was your journey into the profession?
1: Um, by accident is the answer to that. Um, uh, I, I, I left, it's quite a journey, really. Um, so I, I, I grew up in, um, in a little town called Selby, uh, in North Yorkshire. Yorkshire's premier market town. Um, I always add, you know, <laughs> others are available, of course. As like Harrogate, like Harrogate. Like, like Harrogate. Yeah. Have you got a market in Harrogate?
0: No, we, well, they attempt to do some sort of, you know, artisan street, yeah. you know, the Harrogate version of it. You tried
1: to copy Selby, the but you couldn't cheeses. pull it off, could you? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I grew up in Selby. Anybody listening outside of Yorkshire will be thinking, what are they on about? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I grew up in Selby, uh, went to university in Hull. Um, so uh, so I was, I was pretty much, you know, Yorkshire-born, bred and educated. Yeah, Did a degree yeah. in Spanish. Um which sort of surprises a lot of people. Um and I still speak fluent Spanish now but I I, I left uni and uh and, and I left Yorkshire I went I went down south and started working for Weetabix Limited
0: wow. as a graduate
1: trainee and, and that's firm, in It's
0: the uh, firm favorite in my house?
1: All oh, right, Oh, well, that's good. Well I made you breakfast for 21 years probably before you were born. Um so uh, <laughs> um so yeah so I, I did that and I, and I was a, a sort of production manager so um so I ran the factories um Worked my, up, my way up to quite a senior level, really. And then um, I, I left with with a package and a plan to be uh, a management consultant. But I'd got these two Rotties, one after the other, nine months apart, Gordon and Axel. Mm-hmm. And they, being Rottweilers... Um, I, I just thought, you know, these guys have got to be impeccable because, you know, it was a few years ago and, and the, the devil dog thing in the media mm. was very, very strong. Uh, yeah. And,
0: scenes from the omen and things like that. Yeah. Right?
1: That's a, exactly yeah. that. Yeah. So, you know, people would look at Rotties and cross the street and all that. Yeah. And, and yeah. sadly that's sort of moved on to staffies a bit now, you know, staffy owners. Yeah. Saying,
0: definitely. You know, yeah. I get
1: people looking at me like that. So, um, so yeah. Uh, and then i got into the dog training as a hobby really and um and i spent all my weekends at a dog training club uh, i used to travel across to birmingham and that and then discovered that i was you know had a bit of a knack for it you might say you know mm-hmm. um so the guy who was the head trainer at the club um said look you know why don't you um why don't you think about being a dog trainer in, instead you know and uh and and I, I said, Okay, well why why do you think that? You know, I expect he might say something about I was good with dogs or something, you know. Yeah. And yeah. he said, You you you've got quite a knack with people. Oh, um,
0: okay. Well, yeah. that it's all it's all about that as we know.
1: In it. So and I thought well, that's interesting. And and he said, Yeah, I mean you're good with dogs, but loads of people are. But you can only fix the dogs through the people.
0: Yeah.
1: And that thought never really left me, you know. And you see it now, I think, even on dogs behaving very badly, you know, it's all about the people. So mm. um so yeah, so, that, that, so I thought I'll give it a year and uh let's let's see how I go. Um so that was two thousand and eight. So five thousand dogs later. And then um, yeah. I've ended up on the telly. So Oh my gosh, I know.
0: <laughs> I suppose um my story is I became I'm obviously a dog groomer by trade. Mm. and that landed me on the telly as well you know, Mm. randomly. and um, But my journey started with my Doberman. So I got two Dobermans when I was Mm. 18. I absolutely loved Dobies. They were my heart dogs. I was always desperate for them. And much like you, I sort of really got into training and the showing aspect and things like that because Mm. I wanted my dogs to be impeccable because I knew that people had these preconceived ideas of a Doberman crossing Mm. the street and things like that. So much like you, I wanted them to be the you know, the most delicious dogs to be around in any Uh, situation, completely bomb-proof. So, yeah, I threw myself into my dogs that way.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, see, I I associate you with with poodles and things, Mm -hmm. really, and these fantastic cuts that you do. (laughs) Um, uh, I I was
0: always a big dog lady, and I always almost, like, sniffed at the little dogs. You know, like, people have preconceived ideas about poodles as well, and they think but a dog is what you make them yeah uh, you know and i'm sure you know that as well oh and, absolutely and, and now yeah and now i have these silly little dogs
1: <laughs> and yeah, also yeah, I, mean, I, I love I, the, the first dog i i ever lived with was uh, you know a girlfriend's dog and, and it was uh, it was a poodle uh, you know a, <laughs> a, a mini poodle and uh called noodle Uh, because he'd he'd been named by my stepdaughter and and, um so yeah so noodle poodle he lived to a grand old age but he he was he was a great dog and you know you you kind of never forget because you look at a poodle you go oh yeah 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 sure dog all a bit poncy you know Mm. so uh so groomers doing these like pom-pom things on their feet and all that there right yeah 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 but they're a proper dog it's a proper hunting dog, you know, and yeah. you'd, I'd take him out in the woods and there'd be a bit of water there and you, you could see him. He's like, he's like, oh, I was born to do this, you know? So, um, so if there's a bird the other side of the water, I'll go and pick it up for you and bring it back over the water. And, and he, he just, all those instincts are there. And I think that's the fascinating thing about dogs. They've all got a job. You know, they were mm. bred to do something, even the companion mm-hmm. dogs, you know? Um, and you still see that in, in behavior, you know, and I oh think my that's, gosh, yeah, you only need
0: to like on my local, I live opposite, like quite a, like a popular field for walking uh-huh. and you know, you just need to look at the collies on the field, you know, stalking.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, trying to round everybody up.
1: Yeah. Know. It's a you classic. Take
0: the dog out of the, you know, that dog's, never worked a day in its life, but it
1: can't yeah, help. That's right. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you a story. I've never told anybody um, publicly. <clears throat> Here's okay, a go on then. I used to live uh, on the outskirts of Northampton, and um, I'd walk the two Rottweilers down this track and past the cattle grid and carry on going past, because the other side of the cattle grid was a field, and in the field were, were often cattle. Um, and this particular year, there was a load of bullocks, and they were pretty frisky, yeah. but it hadn't been a problem at all and I was walking along, I was on the mobile phone chatting to somebody and um, the dogs were off lead, everything was fine. And then these bullocks just decided that they were going to stampede, right? And yes. they went along the line of the fence and then off into the field. And I thought, oh, I'm fine because of the cattle grid, you know? And, yeah. and, the, and Axel and Gordon ran at the cattle grid and then just went ba dum ba off to the other side. Um I couldn't believe how they they were like show jumpers, you know. <laughs> this is,
0: how did like you, the cattle grid. How, how the heck did you do that?
1: Um, so I'm like, bloody hell. So so I, I as you imagine me going quickly over a cattle
0: grid. On tiptoe, That's it, yeah. And it's like
1: and they'd gone behind this sort of cop, so I couldn't quite see them. So I ran like the clappers, got to the other side, and they'd rounded up the the bullocks now the thing to know about rotties is yeah. that they were cattle A herding.
0: herding breed. yeah yeah
1: so um you know you can trace the history back to the romans and yeah. so the romans had these mastiffs that it's believed that the rottweilers sort of came from
0: Mol- molossus that's it
1: well that's it they're the very ones so um the point about driving an army across Europe as the Romans did is you need to take your food with you because there's no fridges so uh so they had yeah. herds of cattle and they needed the dogs to guard at night but also to herd cattle so back to my story I've got around the other side of the the, the cops and, and Axel and Gorn were like 180 degrees out kind of opposite each other just tracing this big circle and the bullocks were like oh 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 and they were closing the circle in and just tightening up this, this group. It was amazing to see now clearly nobody had ever taught them to do that. And I was like, come on, let's get the heck out of it. You're going to get shot. Um, so thankfully, uh, pretty decent recall at that stage, I have to say. Yeah. I've been working like,
0: on it. pat the back, um, pat the back.
1: <laughs> well, it is. It's one of those moments where you go, oh, my God, this is it. Axel Gordon, come, you know. And they, yeah. they both went, oh, okay, and ran to me. And I'm like, come on, let's get the heck out of here. Um, so it's one of those moments where you you go, will it work? And not, it did. Yeah, thank yeah, yeah. You know. But it, I, all I really wanted to do, which, of course, wouldn't have been appropriate, was just to sort of stand there and watch because it's like – that's amazing so something in their brains both of them at the moment when the you know those those bullocks ran they both went ah we know what to do and also
0: to work together like that as well
1: yeah amazing they just yeah they just know how to do it and I'm like well that's amazing I'm thinking of a new
0: show for you Graham
1: Plus that it's the
0: the new the new babe film but with a rottweiler
1: yeah (laughs) there you go yeah that might do it um but i think all of those things are fascinating i mean you mentioned border collies you know um uh and it it sort of dawns on you after a while or you have conversations with people and farmers and that and things drop into place Mm. so why do border you know border collies are really good at making eye contact which of Mm -hmm. course we use quite a lot in things like competition obedience and, and shows, of course, as well. Um, but they're really good at eye contact. They're quite starry. Um And the thing about sheep herding, there was a farmer that told me this, and as soon as you hear it, you go, oh, yeah, of course. You yeah. can only herd an animal that's already moving. <laughs> if it ain't moving you ain't herding it so if you're a border collie your first job is to get the sheep moving right mm-hmm. so one of the things they do yeah they do the stalky thing which spooks them a bit and then they're like oh hang on there's a predator we better move but they stare and the staring spooks the sheep gets them to move and the other thing is that some people find their cost some border collies can be a wee bit nippy you know mm-hmm. that you know running and give you a little nip and then out again well if you, if all else fails you run up to the sheep you give them a little nip give them a stare and away you go. yes yeah, so yeah. All of those it. traits mm-hmm. were really useful um in in sheep birding. So and, wow, and you can it, almost it's
0: fascinating, isn't it? The breed yeah, traits.
1: It is, it really is. So, so one um, of my
0: friends who was on here um last week before last, she has Hungarian she has a Hungarian Pumi.
1: And oh, she right, also yeah, yeah. she
0: shows Bichons. So she has Bichons and she has this Pumi now, which is her first Pumi. Yeah. And she said that it plays pogo off all the uh bichon's backs she was talking to she jumps you know off all the dogs and she was talking to somebody who's you know more in the pumis and they were saying that that's a breed trait because they used to do with the sheep because again they used to work with sheep Um, and they to get obviously you know a better viewpoint they used to jump off the the sheep's (laughs) backs
1: yeah so even
0: now her pumi at home is using her poor bichons like sheep (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, that's fantastic isn't it? I, I didn't know that so I mean you live and learn you know the more you talk yeah, to doctors, of course we
0: are yeah we're always learning
1: yeah every day's a school day you know mm-hmm. Um so yeah but things like that are just yeah fascinating yeah I bet they're interesting to groom aren't they
0: yeah, I know. Well, it just goes against the grain of everything that we know with, like, a curly coat, like a, a poodle, for instance, yeah. where we have to try keep them dry and like no humidity. Um, with them, she's like, it's right. raining. Stick them out in the rain. It's perfect right. for a coat because they need this sort of noodly natural look. So, yeah. Ah,
1: of course. Yeah. Well, they do look like a mop, of course. Yeah, so. exactly.
0: <laughs> with those big ears. Now yeah, you're. Yeah. Now you're such a busy man. You've got your podcast, Talking Dogs, mm-hmm. which I love. Your book promotions, obviously. You've got a bestseller, amazing for all Thank dogs, you. great and small. And you have your Channel Five show, Dogs Behaving Very Badly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love the say, way you say
0: that. <laughs> well, it's in brackets, um, isn't it? It's always in brackets. So I'm like, <laughs> it
1: is. Um, <laughs> it's there's, there's a story busy. behind that as well. Um, okay. <laughs> so it, it was it was going to be dogs behaving badly uh, and even the titles were dogs behaving badly and then the the big boss of channel five saw it about i think it's about 10 days before it went out and he went it's great i love it but let's just change the title to dogs behaving very badly exactly. um, and so um if you look at the series one uh, shows and they're, they're being repeated all the time on, on five and five star um in series one the title sequence still says dogs behaving badly because they didn't have time to change it before it was going out on air mm-hmm. um so yeah so the book the book all dogs great and small um uh, it's one of those titles actually i mean it, it's funny because uh, again, Channel Five have put out, um, you know, all creatures great and small. You know, the James Harriet story. Yeah, again. I was going to say it harks
0: I, back to our, our James Harriet.
1: Yeah, story well, it's York it's a past. funny. It, it sounds like I'm sort of copying that, but I, I, actually, we'd chosen the title of the book before I discovered that uh, mm-hmm. all creatures great and small was coming back. But I had sort of said to the publishers that my vision for the book was um, a bit like the James Harriet stories, that, that like every chapter is a, a short story in its own right, and sort of a moral to the tale to everyone you know mm. um I, I, I don't know about there's quite an admission this really for an author but i'm not really brilliant at reading books i, I get bored easily <laughs> um i'm better with audiobooks because i spend my whole life i
0: said i love audible you know, it's great
1: yeah, I'm, I'm up and down the country so i'm listening to them in the car all the time mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um but um but i I like when it's sort of physical books if i can pick up a chapter and read it and it's standalone that's great you know i'm not a war and peace guy at all Mm. um so the and then we were chatting about the book and and um and I said, look, you know, it, this really is going to cover, um, you know, dogs of all sizes, you know, from from Chihuahuas and Pomeranians right up to the biggest, you know, the Great Danes. In fact, there is a story in the book about about a Chihuahua and a Great Dane that live together. Um, so th- th- it was somebody else who said, well, why don't you just call the, dog, the book All Dogs Great and Small? I'm like, brilliant. That's brilliant. So uh, so that was that. Um, yeah,
0: it's a great title. And, um and I do think it's a nice nod to Yorkshire Roots.
1: Yeah. As well a bit because, of that, yeah. Cause yeah.
0: when I, when I heard the title, I thought, you know, Oh, James Harriet, that's so lovely. And you know,
1: yeah well it's funny because the Yorkshire Vets on Channel 5 um uh, you know the original place up in Thirsk is uh, it's the practice that was started by James Harry it's not in the same house anymore the same mm. old building mm. but uh, uh, and then Julian Norton who's become a friend of mine he he sort of moved away started his own place in weatherby but they're all still very much friends you know um but the other thing about but you've probably found this about being on stage you bump into sort of famous people like properly famous people not just the likes of me um and it's it's great and a lot of them are really nice um Mm -hmm. so julian norton i had him on uh on my podcast talking dogs and uh, uh because um we met at the itv studios we were both doing itv this morning and neither of us realized the other one was on um oh, so, that's
0: so nice yeah i know
1: so we, we we met in the corridor just outside the green room and it was that moment where we both went ah it's you um i like you on the telly <laughs> So, it was, so it was nice. like, yeah but i like your shows like the mutual appreciation society so then we got talked about the nature of working on animals and yorkshire yeah. and stuff and and then of course he, he still lives in in Yorkshire like like you I don't um, which I always feel a little bit embarrassed about I always say to people as a, there's, because people sometimes say, "Look, if Yorkshire's so great, how come you don't live there?" Which is a mm-hmm. fair question, and the answer, of course, is that sadly some of us had to leave and, and do ma- missionary duty. So I, I have to live in exile um, because wow. I'm spreading the word of Yorkshireness around the globe.
0: <laughs> well, I think there's more like more things are happening at Leeds Dock now. I think that yeah. they're trying to build. Bring more and more filming up to Leeds, and obviously right. Manchester's only a stone's throw away. So you know, yeah. I've heard on the grapevine that North Yorkshire's the place to be.
1: Well, there you go. Well, I mean, <laughs> never say never. I'll, you know, maybe one day I'll, I'll go back. I mean, I, I live these days in, in the Cotswolds, which is lovely. Oh, it's beautiful.
0: Um, yeah, so but,
1: nice. Um, I, I'm not really posh enough to live here. Is the truth, you know?
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you know what you talk about jo- the nicest people that you've met? um, sort of in show i met alan carr on a show i oh, had yeah. to teach him how to groom a dog i did a whole segment with him and for oh, me yeah. he stand out he was such a nice guy because you know like, when you've got the green room and then he had his separate dressing room afterwards he came out and like just sat and was yeah. talking to me yeah. and he was just so such a lovely lovely normal guy And he's obviously got his red setters so he's yeah. you know he's a big dog lover as well
1: Yeah, he's he's actually um, his family in Northampton, Um, and in fact, his mum and dad live in the village I used to live in. So that's a that's a funny coincidence. But um, what was he like at grooming?
0: Oh, awful! He didn't want to. He was he he was he was terrified of doing it. Yeah, he was so. He he was like, you do just you do it, and then and I'll just watch. I was (laughs) like, no, you've got to try do some too. He's like, oh.
1: I can't blame him. I mean, its I, I think what you do is magic. It. It's the same with hairdressers. I mean, the guy who does my hair, he, he's just like a magician. And, and I'm like... <laughs> right Dave how do you do that I mean because I mean like when I try it just goes all flat and weird and you do it and it's all like amazing and it's sculpted and it's just like you know and it's the same with dog groomers it's like how do you do that well
0: the most amazing thing about grooming is we've got so many different hair types and textures we've got so many breed standards to follow and then obviously customers requests and then you've got behavior as well and you almost have to be a veterinary nurse level of have a veterinary nurse level of knowledge as well to understand you know parasites and obviously how ligaments and, and joints move and all the rest of it so oh my gosh it's just it was really really interesting job it's fascinating yeah it is
1: i mean from a behavior point of view so here you go i'm going to put you on the spot okay now. go on then um, yeah 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 it's mm-hmm. a question of who, who's interviewing new who, here um, yeah, so uh, so <laughs> um often i'll get a dog it was a bit you know they don't really like being sort of manhandled and touched and all that mm-hmm. sometimes it's because people have been a bit rough you know they've they've given it what for with a with a uh a brush when when the puppy was young right
0: yeah that's puppy learned that these mm-hmm. things hurt
1: you know it, yeah, it, it yeah. um but once you've got that problem let's right? say so you're two three years down the line right mm-hmm. this dog's like do you know what if you come near me with that brush i'm gonna i'm yeah, gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. um how do you deal with that
0: I think the key is not to, first of all, not to let the dog get knotty because mm. when they get knotty, it's the, the owners trying to frantically brush out the knots. Yeah. That's obviously going to tug at them and then you're going to cause a bit of a, a reaction in the dog from you tugging at the knots. So I mm. always say if your dog's knotty, take it back, start again. Right. and then obviously put you, I use a yoga mat or something on a dining room table I always say it's a two person job get your husband yeah. wife, partner, child you know as long as they're an age that can you know responsibly help you hold uh, the dog get a high reward treat and just break it down into small snippets every yeah. day make yeah. it really really positive don't put the dog on the table and think right we're going to brush the whole dog today That's just concentrate it. on an area that they don't mind so much which is normally their back they're normally okay with that just right. high praise reward ward keep it calm though you know don't woo, yeah. you know keep That's the so. energy really 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 calm yeah. just do little snippets and then before the dog reacts before you get anything put them down and praise them and then you just yeah. got to try and eke those out every day a little bit longer a little bit longer and start to try and handle them mean, you know the yeah. you know the harder to reach areas so yeah. a lot of dogs might be reactive to the noise of the clippers and things like that so I always say get an electric toothbrush uh-huh. and just start Not it a good one. leave it on the table, don't put it on the dog yet. Just it's just about introducing them slowly, don't overwhelm them with the whole situation. Yeah. So it's hard, right. it's it's easy, much easier to do it right from the beginning than to rewind and try and undo that learned behaviour, as I'm sure you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree with all that. I think that's, that's really, really good. Do you want a job? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: do want to do a grooming
1: um, segment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, it is. Everything you say is dead right. Uh, and, and I think prevention is always better than cure, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, um, so in terms of behaviour, um, yeah, getting getting a little puppy used to sort of grooming and stuff is so important. And I think we often forget because you know I mean that's what the tendency is to sort of sort of say well because I'm not a groomer I'm not going to be doing it I know there's a lady down the road who's really good so yeah. you know but I, I would right from the beginning you can't start too soon with this but it's no it's absolutely with, as yeah. you say little things so yeah. so for example a brush right I used to teach this in puppy classes actually mm-hmm. uh one of the weeks we'd uh, bring a brush oh, in good yeah, yeah. Right. So, what we do is I just get a treat. So, I get a puppy in front of me. So, they're willingly coming to me. We're not chasing them around with this scary implement.
0: You know? Yes, exactly. Um,
1: so, puppy comes, go, well, there's a treat there. Puppy's like, I've got a treat for nothing. <laughs> it is, Right. Um, he happens to be holding this brush thing, but well, no big deal. You know, says, so oh, good boy, you know, treat, you know. And then for the first couple of days, I wouldn't even attempt to, to touch the dog with the brush. It's just getting them used to, the size of the brush, the smell of it, actually, because mm-hmm. dogs, as we know, got famously sensitive noses.
0: Yeah, no, you're I'm totally right. Yeah. Because yeah. people wheeled out the brush. Oh, it's a big deal. I know. Isn't it? Well, they're, oh, they're here just,
1: it is. They get the brush out and go, frong, frong, frong. It's like, oh, no, that was way too much. So, so, and then my little trick, and I don't know if you, you perhaps do this as well, is I turn the, the brush the wrong way around. So the, the back of the brush actually just touches the dog first. So the dog goes, oh. Oh no, it's okay. I just got stroked. Weird. Okay. So then you sort of stroke them with the back of the brush, and then it's, and and a soft-haired brush first, you know, it's like, oh no, a brush is stroking me. It's still good. Stroke's Mm. nice. People are praising me. um, And I'm getting a treat, perhaps. It's like, all of this is good. So they start to go, right, brush equals good, you know. Mm. Um, But I think. One of the big things as well is is, is your demeanour, you know, as an owner.
0: Yeah, this, absolutely.
1: This is where I reckon a lot of groomers score over a lot of dog owners because how many times have I heard somebody say, we can't get anywhere near it. Mm-hmm. All the time. I, yeah.
0: Customers arrive early and they're like, how can you do that? How can you trim the dog's face like that? Yeah. Because it is all about your energy.
1: It is. So you're just going, yeah, that's no, fine. You know, it, it's okay. And if, it, if it's not okay, I'll deal with it it's fine. It's fine. And it, yeah. And I think that's another little tip for people really. If if you've got a problem with your dog. I mean we you know we happen to be talking about dogs not being used to grooming or brushes or whatever it is but it could be anything like that. Often when you've got a nervy dog so they're mm-hmm. doing the fight and flight thing, you know. Yeah. I think that the point I was making I was just um it, the your demeanor is everything you know so if you if you are feeling nervous and probably because you've got a dog that's nervy to do the fight and flight thing you know mm. they're nervous you look nervous so they pick upon that and you're mm. dead right verity it is like an energy thing it might sound a wee bit woo woo but it, if mm, you I can know, put a yeah. cross even but dogs if,
0: are huge feeders of energy so yeah,
1: big style so and sometimes you can fake it to make it you 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 can just act not Bullish or trying too hard, just like just it's fine. yeah, yeah, that's it. Often I say to people before you're you remember, see the people a
0: walk, with a lead where they're like this with the lead, yeah, like,
1: tension, yeah, yeah, pulling tension, back
0: tension, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so often I'll say before you go for a walk, and this would apply to doing a bit of brushing with your dog, you, you literally just go right and away we go, you know, and it's mm-hmm. that sort of relax but have that sort of almost sort of zen like, you know, yeah. stand upright, you know, and it's much like be-
0: you have with reactive dogs when you're taking them out and about, if you know that your dog's a bit reactive to being groomed, is the owners yeah. then already feel a bit tense. They're a bit unsure maybe of how to use the equipment mm-hmm. as well. And oh window yeah. cleaners have arrived.
1: <laughs> ha, classic. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: pole system so, just went whack on the window. There you go. Um, right. yeah but they they probably they have that tension already because they're a bit unsure about how the dog's going to react and, you know, and they don't really know, you know, you see owners, Oh, I'm trying to clip my dog's nails myself or my dog. I'm like, Oh, because I can just, I feel like even nail clipping, it really needs to be done by somebody oh. who is quite relaxed and understands, you yeah. know, how to do it quickly. So then the dog feels more relaxed because you've got tension in your hand and then you're wielding these nail yeah. clippers and then, Oh,
1: yeah. yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, nail, nail, I think nail clippers are the worst. I, mean, I remember as a kid, I used to hate it. My mum like, come on yeah. It's Sunday night. I'm going to clip your nails before you go to school. Ah, Mum! You know, so I, I know where I they're can, coming from. We
0: can distract our children with iPads, though, now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there was no iPad when I was <laughs> a kid. Yeah, yeah You were yeah. lucky if you had colour television. We're going to descend into <laughs> one of those conversations, aren't we? Right? You were lucky. We had to I get ate. up in the morning, lick <laughs> the road clean with tongue.
0: <laughs> we had to walk five miles to school.
1: That's right. With no yeah, shoes
0: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) yeah all of Uh, that
0: now obviously Um, um, having worked with dogs obviously the length and breadth of the country for you what do you think is the most common problem that you're faced with
1: oh that's a good question um it, it it varies over time, actually. Um, since the lockdown, um, things have changed a wee bit. So the lockdowns, I should say. Um, mm. So um, the thing that everybody jumped on, uh, particularly in the media, was, was sort of separation anxiety. We're all going back to work, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know. Aren't used to. It. They're going to be on the road. It's going to be a big, big deal. Um, I, that is an issue um sometimes the only thing you have to fear is fear itself and it's connected to what we were just saying about your demeanor um if you are nervous about leaving your dog on your own i mean obviously do not leave him for very long that goes without saying but um you're about to go
0: mm-hmm.
1: um if you're at the front door going oh it's all right no i'll, I'll be back soon oh, I i'm see sorry all
0: the time yeah. graham like,
1: oh you must get it when people are leaving dogs with you for grooming right so that's like when you leave the child at the play school they're like just go would you (laughs) you know you're you're just making it waving
0: through the window mummy. i'll be back soon that's it
1: yeah go (laughs) bog off (laughs) so yeah so it's so it's not the be on and end all but in terms of quick tips um you can the 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 quick thing that you can do is go look, I, I don't know if he's going to be all right or not, We'll find out. But to give him the best chance, you really just have to go right. See you there. I'm off. You know, I'll be back later and get him used to it by going and coming and going and coming, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, Oh, she goes, she comes back. It's not a biggie. Um, but what I was going to say was that, that everybody jumped on that um, in terms of separation anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. Have you seen what I've done there? You've asked me what the biggest problem is that and I can't help myself. I just have to give give you the answer to the problem. I, I'm just sort of programmed to try and help. If no, but this
0: is, you know, really interesting nuggets.
1: It's kind of, well, yeah, it's kind of what I do, you know. Yeah, it, take it, home, yeah. It feels to me a bit lame just to say that's the biggest problem without telling you what the answer is. But I think there's another bigger issue with the lockdown stuff, um, which by and large... I think in the press they haven't thought of so much and it's this that not only did we not leave but we didn't ask visitors into our house we weren't allowed to oh yeah sure for many of us yeah Mm -hmm. literally nobody walked through that door Mm -hmm. right sometimes for a year um, particularly if he has somebody vulnerable in the house and all that kind of thing. Now, at the same time, one thing we've all done, I think, a lot more than than we did ever before, is get deliveries in, right? Whether it's it's you know the supermarket or it's it's mm-hmm. a parcel of this that Amazon, and Amazon Classic. So. So what's happened is that big red and white van's rocked up. The guy comes to the door, you know, bing bong, the dog barks and barks. You know, it's like, get away from my house. They then duly complied and got back in the van, right? Now, you and I know what's going on. Poor guy's got 386 drops to do so, you know, the rest of the day. The dog just goes, I bark, I work, that
0: works, great.
1: Excellent. I'll do that again, right? So so it's a double whammy, right? It's Mm -hmm. a perfect storm. Mm. For a year, the dog's trained himself to repel invaders, Mm. right? Um, And uh, nobody actually did come in. So the Mm. day that you go, ah, brilliant, okay, things have have opened up again now, you know, let's get our friends around for for a glass of wine. Your friend walks in who you never had a problem with before. And perhaps this is a dog who never knew life before the lockdown. He's young. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a big issue, you know, so... I did a private one-to-one try, just trying to catch up with some cases from 2020, would you believe? People have been wasting a year. And, and, and before we started filming Dogs Waving badly, League and I just had a couple of weeks to get a couple in and uh, I went to see somebody. I had all sorts of problems out and about with the chocolate Labrador, pulling on the lead, not coming back to the flyer. But, you know, chocolate Labrador, you know what they're like. They're just you know, daft a brush, but lovely out there. Hello mate, I'm a chocolate Labrador. Right? <laughs> um, you know, and he was one of them, you know, and I walked in this house and he's like, woof, 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 woof followed, followed by running away and hiding, you know. Oh like, really? Oh. Yeah, that's, he, yeah. Yeah. And he was four years old. So, you know, not a young dog. Why not young, young? Um, and I said, is he normally like this? They said, no, we, we've, plumbing we've never seen anything like this before he's just never done it uh and i said okay how many visits have you had since things opened no, up he's actually all the first um as it happens i like, oh there you go uh, and uh, you know half an hour later he's been best made. he's turned back into your typical sure. chocolate labrador mm-hmm. and he's slobbering all over my shoes um but uh but yeah in that moment how you react is key um you know so it's one of those where, again, sort of, you know, stand your ground, be firm. It's like, oh, no, you know, it, because even though he's been a bit nervous, it's okay to just firmly say no, you know, like you might do with children. Well, you mustn't do is scream and shout or anything like that. Um, and if, if, well, the does, dog
0: will, if you, I suppose if you're, you know shouting the dog just sees that as you joining in right
1: yeah right or, or you know he's he's bothered you're bothered you know he's like everybody's panicking because this fella's <laughs> walked in the door you know mm-hmm. so so i thought it was bad it definitely is you know so um so there the, there is a limit to telling them off that's for sure i mean you know often you could just if your dog trusts you there's a key thing as well then you can you will get away with that ah, no boy no You know, Mm. not appropriate. But don't do any more than that. The key. Sometimes
0: what I'll do is just like snap my fingers. That seems to be a thing. Like just, I just, I'm just like, and I just give them like a little look, and that's all it kind of takes with my poodles. Is just like a little click and a just kind of just look at them like and give them the eye, you know, the side eye, like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do. It. And it is facial expressions. I mean, it, it, when I um, when I wrote the book, um, it, uh, it's an interesting thing writing a book, Dorothy, because you, you end up doing research on stuff that you just knew to be true, but before you actually commit it to print, because it's yes, like you it, need it, to
0: make sure that it's absolutely. We're going to be reading this yeah. <laughs> for a
1: decade. I better make sure, you know. So, and you know, there's new science all the time. So I don't. Sure. I really quite interested. I spent a lot of time just researching a lot of the new science and I found some fascinating things about the way dogs read our faces. So, um, that, you know, I think if you, if you didn't know, you might have suspected that dogs somehow understand facial expressions, but the extent to which they do it is really very surprising. So, for example... Um, when uh, the face masks first came in mm. um, and uh, in 2020, I, I had a couple of questions in the press which were sort of like, do, do you think that was going to react badly? Because, you know, most of your face is covered up. They won't be able to read uh, whether you're f- smiling or not. And, you know, they'll, they'll be all funny. And I said, I think it will be a non-event because above your nose, there's the eyes, the eyebrows, and all the rest of it. And, and in the same way, I, I discovered really early on, I'm sure we all did, i'd be walking down the aisle at the, the local co-op and somebody would be in the way we're all very good at doing the two meters so you end up just with your eyes kind of going "Oh, after you you know that sort of nod thing you know and you can tell even though you've got most of the face obscured you can tell they're friendly you know somebody's going oh cheers mate thank you and you, you do it with the raise of the eyebrows smiling
0: don't with your eyes
1: yeah all of that well if we can see that you bet your bottom dollar dogs can um and then when I went into the research, um, quite apart from the mass thing, the other things they're looking at are things like, would you believe, nostrils, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> I know, sounds weird, doesn't it? So uh, one of the key areas a dogs looking on a human face, I'll come back to the big ones, but I think third or fourth down the list was, was nose and nostrils. Nostrils? Wow. So uh, that's because if we're scared, we flare our nostrils minutely, right?
0: Oh, Really? Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So you and I would never be looking at somebody and thinking, he's scared. Look, he's flaring his nostrils. <laughs> but a dog does. A dog's like, I've got you. Right. Um, so for wow. you, you know, when people say they can smell fear, right? So for years, I've been saying, well, I'm sure they can smell things like adrenaline. But mm. by the time the smell of adrenaline has sort of seeped out your body and drifted across to him, no, I see dogs react so quickly. that They're like, mm. "Yeah, haha, I've got you," um, and it, it, it's a lot of it's visual. So, yeah.
0: so maybe it's the tension in the in the face that causes your nose to flare, maybe
1: yeah 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 we just do it anyway I, I do. next
0: time i'm in a frightening situation i'm going to make sure i've got my compact on me ah, oh that's
1: right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it's it's um and my guess would be and I, you know i'm not a sort of a human biologist psychologist but it's probably a physiological response based around uh you know the adrenaline fight and flight thing so mm. your nostrils probably flare so you can get the maximum amount of air in so you can run like the clappers uh, but you just do it without thinking um yeah the, the other main the number one area if i say i'll ask you the question see what you think so right. um um uh you, you won't guess it um oh gosh yeah. okay <laughs> it's one go. of those where do you think the main places on your face that a dog would be looking to try and suss you out
0: well we would say mouth wouldn't we probably
1: we might yeah because... if it weren't mouth what would it be oh eyes yeah you would say that wouldn't you it's all in the eyes right sort of and sort of not mainly the forehead yeah, so. <laughs> forehead really right well that that big flat muscle right across yeah. your forehead where you frown right it's called the frontalis muscle and that mm. controls what your eyebrows are doing and mm. a lot of the expressions that we think of as being the eyes because the eyes themselves don't do a lot. Yeah, they do, you know, your iris can dilate and stuff. But actually, most of those sort of eye type expressions actually are, 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 are what's surrounding the eyes and the, the eyebrows. Yeah. But dogs yeah. are looking at your forehead, and they're going, ah, right. So for example, if you think about, you think about what happens with your eyebrows now, if you do a, oh, really? sort of look you know your eyebrows went oh went up didn't they right mm-hmm. and if you do a do a i don't approve of this look your eyebrows have gone down you know it's one of those um so well, actually
0: you're lucky graham because i'm actually due for my botox top up tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> so so actually i've got a really good range of movement right now
1: <laughs> very good well I, I, you might be surprised to hear that i am not due a botox top up <laughs> um <laughs> so um so, yeah, so, so that's what they're doing. I, and it, 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 you, I could talk about dogs and how they pick up on humans. That's fascinating. Was,
0: yeah. But, yeah, it's but I suppose dogs like can't communicate with voice, like verbally, like, like we can. So, yeah. this is why these micro movements are so important to them because this is their form of communicating
1: correct so that's what they do amongst themselves mm-hmm. they're looking at each other going oh he's not happy look look what happened to his ears right so we we can learn that stuff and there's quite mm-hmm. a bit in my book about that it's how and, dogs and, and body how position
0: and, and like yeah you yeah. can i yeah. mean i think because i've worked with dogs for so long like you have that we can mm-hmm. pick up that stiffness in them and things yes. like that you just whereas know it, yeah exactly you can you can almost sense it before you know you might you might not even be able to pinpoint exactly what it is, but you can you can sense that in the dog, yeah. can't you? For and, example, I like an example. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, here's an example. So um, let's say, and you see this more in some breeds than others. Let's say, let's take a German Shepherd dog, right? You know the old classic about it, if a dog's wagging a tail are happy, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, yeah. Well, we know that know, this a, is... A
1: waggy tail, hmm, there's lots of different kinds of waggy tail, right? So, and sometimes like that excited tail. wag... Ooh, rock up, up in the air! But let's say you got a German Shepherd, right? And they're on your table, right? And the whole body's a bit stiff. The ears are popped up alert, and the tail's wagging. But it's that swish, 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 you know. And and a lot of people would look at that and they go, "Well, he's wagging his tail, so he must be happy." But even from that little description I've given you, you would probably know that's the dog who's going. I'm thinking of biting you, but I'm not sure. And um, am I going to go for it or not on oh, swish? Yes, no swish. You, you know, get it's that, that from cats mm, as well.
0: You know, like, you know, you see it a lot in cats, but right. it's not as well known in dogs.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. So it, it, it's, you got to look at the whole picture basically and and i wrote about a lot of that sort of stuff because waggy nice. tail yeah it can be you know what i describe as the whole body wag you know think of a little dog is like yeah hoo, hoo, you know? <laughs> the tail's yeah, yeah, wagging yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, the whole body's wagging and they're like Wah! you know and you just know it's great um but there's tail wags and there's tail wags you know and, and sometimes as humans we what we do is we pigeonhole things too much it's like i've been told that a tail wag is a good thing uh which is odd because that's what happened just before he bit me and it's like yeah well you misread that one didn't you it's Uh, a bit like
0: panting understanding like panting people think oh it's the hot well actually they could be anxious and you know things like that
1: yeah that's right and it's that's the sort of thing that's hard to to get across on the telly because microphones are good but they're not brilliant you'd need a microphone on the dog particularly sometimes just to hear that panting Mm -hmm. but if you really listen And this is another thing we know that dogs do. They're listening to each other's breathing patterns, right? And they do it with us as well because we also do it. So um, Mm -hmm. when we're calm, our our breathing pattern slows down, the rate slows down and all that. When we're a bit on edge, we're kind of (laughs) like we're a little bit that ourselves. And dogs Mm -hmm. pick up on that and go, yeah, you're not very happy. So, again bringing it back to if you're grooming your own dog if you're like oh my god oh, oh i'm not sure about this you you, breath, you just check your breath and if you can slow things down that'll help the dog to think yeah no no it seems okay so otherwise they just look at you and go well I, I was slightly perturbed by this situation i'm still on the table
0: <laughs> and, on a you that,
1: and you've got an implement but i'm looking <laughs> yeah. at you and i'm thinking you're terrified so this is really bad <laughs> <laughs> so 100%. You.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, just a, a quick one for you. If anyone's thinking about becoming a behaviorist trainer, or even, I suppose, people at home, if they're wanting to up their game, you know, take it to the next level. Yep. What attributes do you think that you need to possess? Um, that's,
1: that's a good question. Um, be observant, I suppose, um, off the top of my head there, you know, I mean, just, just, you know, watch what other people do with their dogs, what works, what doesn't. I mean, very often, you know, I go to to a house and it's like, this dog doesn't do it with me. It only does it with her or whatever, you know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, what are you two doing differently? And quite often you'll see it. So. Um, you, you can learn a lot from books, of course, and there's some, you know, decent online courses that you can do as well mm. if you're interested. Um, and you can never learn too much, but I tell you what, there is no substitute for, for experience, you know, yeah. it's kind of hands on, you know? Yeah. Um, so if you, if you're thinking that you, for example, let's say you, you might want to, you know, become a dog trainer or even a change of career midlife and, and, and do a bit of this, um, Somebody said something to me in the very early days, uh, which I took him up on, which was, why do you volunteer at, at a, at a rescue place? You know, there was a little independent place near me and I went down, I used to walk the dogs. I'd spent a couple of mornings mm. a week, um, you know, not doing any training. I was still learning about it, but I was walking these dogs and, And and it's amazing how much you pick up on. I was going to
0: say, or buddying up with an experienced dog walker. Oh, absolutely. They're dealing with packs, different packs and the dynamics in those packs, Uh, like bringing all those characters of those five dogs together.
1: Yeah. And and they can
0: probably be able to point out all these different things. They might have spotted a potential thing happening before it's happening or even, you know, cues in a distance, like they'll notice their dog's about to do something. Like I can spot when my oldest poodle, who's 11 now, bless her, um, she's still very young, puppyish when we go out. But I can spot when she's about to roll in fox
1: poo, Yeah, yeah.
0: Like two minutes before she's going to yeah. do it, I could just see how she sniffs the ground slightly yep. differently.
1: That's and right. And I'm like, Lily. You get to know your dogs. Yeah, you yeah. do. And it's yeah.
0: just being able to yeah. just be observant, like you said. Isn't yeah,
1: it? it is. And, and the what? other thing you could you could do, I mean, yeah, I mean, you might be able to, uh, you know, volunteer with a dog walker or volunteer if there's a, a local puppy class. So something mm. like that they're you know often looking for people just to help out and you'll mm-hmm. you'll learn this i I used to have, have people who'd come and you know volunteer with me when i was i was doing it yeah, and there's loads okay, to learn yeah. and you learn from the dogs and from the owners because mm-hmm. you, you kind of go yeah look you can see what's going on there okay. yeah yeah
0: so, yeah, um, yeah
1: yeah interesting so yeah that that's the thing so i think yeah there's there's the theoretical side of it you know books and all the rest of it um um I'd be a little bit careful about what you might pick up on forums because there's an awful lot of... Oh, one...
0: everybody's got an opinion on different things. I suppose it's me? about trying to listen to as many people as possible mm. and then forming your own opinion. You know, you might yeah. have a unique style that will work for you and your yeah. clients.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. And um, so, you know, yeah, some good books out there. There's some good online learning. But, yeah, there is... Uh, that guy who who said to me, "Why don't you be a dog trainer?" I mean, another one of the things that that he he uh, once said was there is that you can have as many letters after your name as you like, but um, there's no substitute for the number of dogs you had through your hands. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm sure that applies to grooming as much as it does behavior. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: so, yeah, because we're always learning, and we learn off our off the dogs, and and yeah. you know, there's yeah, as yeah. much reading as we can possibly do. I think that yeah, you do. You're always learning off the dogs that are in front of us
1: yeah it's fascinating and
0: and 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 i think with grooming as well that you know if i'm got a new client might be served up a new slight issue you know trying to get the grooming process done and so i'm always trying to tailor everything to each individual dog much like you do and and just try find new you know new ways around you know trying to solve solve the problem for the dog
1: yeah i mean i i think that's right and uh it's um there is there's no such thing as one one solution fits all i mean Mm -hmm. i I, obviously i end up doing similar things quite a lot of the time but uh i never take but you might
0: tweak things right
1: yeah tweak things and the other thing is if somebody says to me um i'll give you a good example of this from dogs behaving badly Mm -hmm. um in the the last very very um, badly it's dogs behaving very badly badly. (laughs) um the um uh, there was a a a collie called Thor, and uh, this was in the last series it just came out last year um and uh, He was apparently staring at his own reflection in mirrors and any reflective surface like the telly cabinet or anything right right It was so bad that they they had to sort of close the curtains, cover anything reflective in cloth and what have you so got themselves really upset because they thought, look, you know, there's obviously some he's, he's deeply troubled this dog, some sort of deep psychological problem with him. And we've done this to him, you know. And and the lady was really upset, sort of saying, mm. look, I, I know I've done this to him, I don't know what I've done, but you know. Mm. Um and everybody, uh including the producers and everybody was telling me, Yeah, yeah. So when you go see this dog, you know, there's a little bit of video that 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 sent in, you know, he just stares at himself in the mirror all the time, right? As soon as he sees anything, that's it. Right. Um and I saw something I thought in the little video, but I wasn't sure until I got there. Um, and then I'm just sort of observing him. Um, and instead of just taking it for granted that actually what everybody told me was was the case i, I just kept an open mind and w- when i looked i realized he wasn't looking at himself in that mirror at all he was looking at an oblique angle at them he was doing what board colleagues do we were talking about it before a staring right but he right. was staring at them so why was he doing that because when they were watching the telly or they were doing something else he, he'd lost the attention Mm. And he was attention speaking. So yeah. if he stared at them in the mirror, they were, Oh no, he's doing it again. Oh, bless him. Come here, darling, darling. Come, come here, come here, come here. Please don't do that. Right. So he's like, ha, gotcha. So the, too the clever one, for their own good. It was great. And it, cause it's like, you think, you know, he's terribly troubled and you've done this, but yeah. actually, the truth is, if you look really carefully, um, what's actually happening is he's at it. <laughs> he's working here. Yeah. 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 Um, so. Wow that's
0: fascinating. It just so, obviously collies as well. They just they they need such a busy mind, don't they?
1: Yeah, they do. And and the point of that story really is just like just every case is individual so uh, and and never assume uh that it, it's it's what it appears to be. You just Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's fascinating. So, yeah.
0: In this episode's breed focus, we're talking all things Rottweiler. Uh-huh. The Rottweiler descended from the now-extinct, we talked about this before, Mastiff-type ancient Greek breed called the Molossus. Uh, Molossus? I think it's Molossus. I think. Yeah. I
1: don't know, I'm not Greek. It's all Greek to me.
0: <laughs> and also <laughs> probably the Italian Mastiff. They're a large breed yeah. distinguished by their muscular body, short hair, and obviously those striking the blackened rust or tan markings. Their name derived yeah. from the German town from which the breed hailed, Rottweil. Rottweil? Would you say like. Yeah. Very yes. good. Very like this. Namor? good. <laughs> which, which means red tile after the red tiled roofs on the houses that were there. Rottweil, yes. Now they were used yeah. for herding, as we discussed, yeah. driving cattle to town for slaughter. And they're yes. also used for guarding and carting. The breed nearly became extinct with the expansion of the railways when their use for carting meat to town for the butchers was no longer required. However, the breed was saved in the 1800s, and the looks have little changed since. Now, the owners used to keep their money in a purse around the Rottie's neck until they returned home, safe in the knowledge that no thief would touch the money in the purse. That's so, Graham, do you keep a 20-note, your Visa debits, and your Sparks card around your Rottie's neck? <laughs> Has the breed softened too much over time, and and what made you choose a rotty What they're like to live yeah,
1: with? Yeah, I, I, it's that's interesting. That um, yeah. Uh... So you, you're right. You've done your homework, haven't you? i, 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 I top marks for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were no. yeah, the, the, the Metzgerhund, which is the butcher's dog. Yeah, quite rightly. So, so what they were doing is they were driving the cattle into town, uh, for the butcher and then they go to market. And yeah. then uh, as you rightly said, the, 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 the um, you know, they put the money in the little purse around the dog's neck and won't be tied mm-hmm. if you try to nick his money. So, um, um they really it's were a
0: multitasking dog, though, because they were driving the cattle into town. Yeah. Then yeah. they were carted to the slaughterhouse. Then they yes. were carting the carcasses by cart to the butchers. Yeah. yeah. And also carrying the purse of money all the time. And
1: doing bodyguard duties and on guarding. the way back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, the the thing about Rossies is uh, they, they have in the past had a terribly bad press and uh, not entirely without reason because they are very very strong dogs and they've got immense bite force so the thing with the ross is if it's going to go wrong it'll probably go wrong in a bad way um oh, yeah and uh, uh but that having been said it's really really rare you, you, there's a lot more breeds you're more likely to be bitten by than a rottweiler right mm. but it ain't going to make the headlines and that's why everybody's aware of it um they they are really just big teddy bears most of them mm. um a- a- axel both axel and gordon have gone now they they lived a long and full life but um came to the end and that was that very sad yeah, yeah. um and i wrote about it again in, in the book Old dogs great and small And when i when i recorded the um the <laughs> the audio book you know i said to the the guy in this little audio booth recording place i like. Um, I might just need a minute when I write this, when I read this bit out, because even, now, Kledex, I just really struggle to read it. Um, and they're a big, um, influence, you know, a, a mm-hmm. big presence. So, um, they, uh, Axel nearly got called bear, but I was overridden at the time. Um, and I always wanted to call him bear. I never did not because he was a big, horrible grizzly, more like he was it's a teddy a soft, bear. soft,
0: cuddly teddy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Exactly. That's the kind of bear. So. They are just lovely, great, big things and mm-hmm. they've got a real sort of, sort of thinking things through sort of intelligence to them, right? Right. So, probably the best way I can sum it up was a conversation I once had with a, a, a police dog handler and uh, you don't often see a police rock minor but um, uh, and that's because they're not as easy to train as German Shepherds because they can train <laughs> them but They know how it works. They get them out on the streets pretty quickly. Um, Rottweilers, unfortunately, have, uh, have ideas of their own.
0: <laughs> so
1: uh, I was chatting to this guy, and he said um, it, he, he had one of his forces, Rotties, there were two at the time, and he said, you, you could get a German Shepherd dog who's trained and go, right, jump over this fence, go find, right, go mm-hmm. find them. Right. So, um, old woman. So, uh, go fine, and the dog will come back, right? Yeah, yeah, good boy, yeah. Right, go fine, yeah, okay. Off we go, come back, you know, go fine, yeah, okay. And you do that all afternoon, right? So with the wrong violent, you go, go fine, you go, Yeah, right. You Not know, the change of voice there. So, <laughs> oh,
0: right. um, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. right. so, uh, and he's, a, a he's
0: an East End geezer. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's it. Yeah. Ray Winston. Yeah. So with a German accent. How does that work? So, uh, so you go, yeah, all right. Yeah. And then you come back again. You go, yeah, good boy. Go find. And they just look at you and go, oh, I've done huh? it. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's
1: nobody there. idiot. So, and you, and you just can't force them to go again because they'll go, I've done it. There's nobody there don't be stupid Mm -hmm. so um and then the the and i and i love this story so the final um straw for this particular dog was he was too calm to be a police dog right so he Mm. said i'm in the, the, the dog van one night and there'd been a call to a pub fight and it's this dodgy pub and i was the first on the scene so he said i rocked up um uh, and, and something a little known about me. I used to be a special constable, so I kind of know how all this works. So he's rocked up. He's first on the scene and normally it's handbags at dawn, but he said, as soon as he got to the car park, they'd spilled out into the car park. There was chairs being thrown around. I'm like, oh, yeah. For it. So he's like, I get the dog out. So, um, so there's a lot of screaming and shouting and fight noise going on. And he's gone around the back, opened the van doors, opened the cage door, right? And gone like, come on, get out. And the dog's just like,
0: oh, uh. <laughs>
1: You bothered.
0: think the noise would rouse him up a bit? Yeah. nothing he just like I can't
1: be bothered. He said he just didn't want to get out. He wasn't scared. He was like, oh, he just
0: could not be bothered. Yeah. Let
1: him do it. Let and do him you know think it that kind of,
0: they are a bit lazy lumps, aren't they? Yeah. So he said
1: a German Shepherd would have just obeyed, which is kind of what you want for a police dog. Yeah. He said. Oh, Honestly, if somebody would come around the back of the van and tried to hit me, he'd have, he'd have run out and killed them. But he was like, there's no need, chill out, man. You know? And I like <laughs> that. Let's not
0: get so involved. Not get <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, yeah. One of my family members has had many a Rottweiler. Mm. And I've always found them really loving, gentle, very food-orientated, yeah. lazy lumps. They are lazy lumps, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. nothing, they love nothing more than laying in front of a warm fire. Yeah, they um, do,
1: and uh, but, they, they, but all, it's
0: not to be said. They've always had. I have to say, his dogs have always had that quite a strong guarding instinct, though. Still,
1: yeah, yeah, no, 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 that is that is right, and they'll um, they'll tend to guard a person rather than the the sort of whole property. But mm. yeah, I'll tell you a story once. Actually, when Axel was very young, um, uh, I used to have a uh, back in the day an Audi A4 uh quattro it was the first kind of a4 and i was very proud of it and it was a lovely car get
0: you
1: and it had um uh it had a cream in cream leather interior anyway so uh which is significant so two o'clock one morning i'm in bed and uh and i, and, and I knew it was axel's voice not gordon downstairs just going woof 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 and i'm like ah. Um, Oi, pack it in. I'm like, what the hell is he? He doesn't normally do this. So, um, but you know, when you're half asleep, you know. Yeah, so if I was more awake, and I thought, hang on a minute, he doesn't normally do this. <laughs> there must be a reason. Yeah, so I yeah, yeah. told him off two or three times, and then he, he gave up. He obviously went, "Yeah, know, well, whatever, right? So I'll go back to sleep. Got up to in the tell. morning.
0: I've tried to tell you, Dad.
1: Yeah, I tried to tell you. Yeah, got up in the morning, went to go to work in the car, and there was no interior <laughs> in it. No way! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're unbelievably <laughs> I thought you were going to say you went
0: out to like, yeah, you, they'd like pretty much. Car
1: and gone. <laughs> Just yeah, they would pretty much silently removed the, the, all the leather seats, everything. It wrote the car off. But oh my and I, I'm like, oh man, Axel, of course. Oh dear. And oh, there was we going? Yeah, dog, be quiet. You'll wake the neighbors up. You
0: know. But yeah. the whole time he was like, warning, warning, warning,
1: So that's Rottie's for you. They're yeah. wise. Um, uh, it, it, you know, in a way that so we, we've been talking about border collies a lot now, but this would apply to poodles as well. They're, they're smart, as in, mm. as in, on it. You know, tick, tick, you know, fast. Um, Rotties are wise, not smart. If you okay, know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. That that. You in know, a Winston it,
0: Churchill sort of way.
1: Yeah, sort of like old head on young shoulders. Like, yes, I know best. You know, but calm with it. But yes, yeah. You, and and I often think, you know. Um, the, the, the rotty people uh, are are often quite like their dogs, you know, <laughs> so it's like really nice, quite chilled out, often physically quite big people as well. Mm-hmm. But do you know what? Don't mess with us.
0: Uh, okay. Just yeah, a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah, of that yeah. oh you know, like, graham okay we hear you, we you hear know, it's yeah. like
1: you never want to see the other <laughs> side nobody's ever oh, gray, seen it graham's you know got a dark you.
0: side guys <laughs> <laughs> Where i actually uh, my you know i was talking about my davies before i uh i always thought because they were so soft and uh, i was thought you know i don't know whether they're a guarding breed as well you know yeah and i thought yeah i don't know whether they do anything you know if anything happened to me i always hmm. felt safe walking them at you know, five thirty, six in the morning, whenever, or winter's nights when it's dark. I never felt unsafe, but yeah. there was a one time I was walking along a river side. So it was very dark, um, but I never felt scared walking my dogs. And a guy rushed out in front of me. He was just in a rush. He had his hoodie on, he had his headphones in. He was in a rush to get somewhere. Yeah. But it appeared because he came from a side alley. Like he was rushing out on yeah. top of it. While well, both my dogs were like, like, and I, yeah. that was the moment I thought, oh. You know, I yeah. never. Yeah, they, yeah. Ha- they are guarding me, but I just, you know, I was. We were so relaxed in our sort of relationship with each other. I, I almost thought, I don't know, would would they, would they do it? Would anything? Never happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's a funny old thing. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of people over the years with a guardian breed dog, and they've got themselves into trouble by trying to create it. You know, trying to sort of make the dog guardy, and I've always said, look, unless you really know what you you're doing. Um, you, you're playing with fire there, you know, um, mm-hmm. the, the police train their dogs to, to bite when they're told to and not otherwise. And, and actually, if you don't know what you're doing, it, it's like teaching a kid to ride a bike, never showing them where the brakes are. Huh? You, you just create a bitey dog who, yeah. who's out of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and in most cases, um, if there's a guardian instinct, it will just happen when mm-hmm. the dog knows. You know, or feels it's the right thing.
0: Cause I must have jumped uh, and I think the dogs must have.
1: <gasps> yeah. They'll okay. pick up on that and go, oh, right, stand back with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, that, that's always, that would always be my advice. When we're talking rotties or any sort of garden breed. Mm. It's like, um, and, unless you're a, a real expert in, in that kind of protection work and that, just don't go there because you, you're going to cause problems. Sure. Um, if they've got the instinct, it'll appear at the right time. And if they haven't got it, you can't bring it out. Mm-hmm. So um you know, and even the police know that. Yeah, but but even even with police, there's a yeah. I mean, there's a phrase that the police dog handlers use, which is uh, that you've, you've always got to be aware of the mischievous propensity of dogs. Isn't that great?
0: oh that's amazing. Uh, I've got best- absolutely no idea what propensity means, but oh, that's amazing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in other words, it's the, the 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 tendency for a dog to be mischievous. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. In other words. Um, you can have the best trained police dog in the world, uh, but you've they've got their been own minds.
0: Yeah. Yes. You know
1: they're not robots, and yeah. they will just do things. And again, that surprise you, yeah. Um, and that's the professionals and the guardian breed dogs, so, and also so it's a, for them to be able to
0: anticipate when the dog's feeling a little bit of that mischievous propensity.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. They see the mischievous propensity of dogs. You won't forget that now, will Bit of the
0: day, no, no, no. <laughs> there you go. Now We are at the end of episode 20. I'm going to finish off by asking Graham my quick fire question. Two word answers, Graham. Are you All ready? Right.
1: Mischievous propensity is the answer to every (laughs) one.
0: Yeah okay. Dog food of choice.
1: Oh, um uh Akana.
0: Favourite place to walk?
1: Oh, good question. On a beach.
0: Number of dogs under your reef?
1: Uh right now, one.
0: If you're a dog, what breed of dog would Graham be?
1: Ah, Rottweiler. (laughs) A real nice teddy bear one.
0: Yeah, yeah, like teddy. Well Axel. Favourite holiday destination? Cuba oh lovely and your worst nightmare dog breed to own what would it be
1: oh um um obviously uh, we know
0: that we all love all, all dogs so uh,
1: that's a really tricky question yeah. Shall I
0: tell you what the popular answers are yeah go on then Chow. Uh, Chow
1: yeah uh, they're alright
0: uh Akita is uh, is another one
1: I quite like Akitas actually they definitely wouldn't say that yeah
0: yeah um what have other people said oh like uh Mexican hairless
1: well, yeah, or Chinese hairless as well. Um, um, I-, I tell you what, um, you know the Chinese hairless, the proper hairless Chinese hairless, because some of them, I think they uh, yeah, them no, the, it, the, the, they? The, the, the Chinese Chinese crested hairless. Um, they, uh, you know, you always just want to cuddle up with your dog and stroke them. Of course, you do. Well, if you stroke a chinese hairless it's it's like like i imagine stroking a shark uh, it's just like it's just their skin's quite kind of grippy and rough because yeah, they haven't yeah, got yes. any fur so is, um so i am purely not on a basis of behavior but or, or even looks but, but purely on the basis yeah on the cuddle factor my yeah. nightmare dog would be a chinese hairless because they're not very cuddleable
0: the, the clamminess, yeah, yeah, I totally Climby, get that. yeah, good question, yeah, yeah good, yeah. good work, Well, you yeah. see people with those uh, bald caps as well, and they have to put like little yeah. rugs wherever they lie, lay because they leave this like grease as well.
1: Yeah, of course, over everything
0: because yeah. obviously their skin is creating yeah. all this excess grease. Nice now on that note that's a wrap thank you so much for joining me and graham hall graham can be found on instagram at dogfather.graham that's (laughs) g-r-a-e-m-e and also ensure you check out his podcast talking dogs too thank you everybody for listening and if you don't do anything else just subscribe to pod on the dog a big thank you to natural instinct for sponsoring this episode check out their website bag yourself some of those naturally delicious dog treats and when your dog thanks them Tell them that I sent you to the website to get them. Oh, and don't forget to apply that discount code BOTY fifteen. That's a bye from us.
1: Bye bye, bye now. Don't Actually. forget the mischievous propensity of dogs. <laughs> nice one,
0: Craig. <Graham. laughs>